0: It is our custom to make New Year's resolutions. I've already broken all of mine. We do that because we think that somehow maybe we don't feel very good about ourselves and we want to do better. I want to stop doing that or maybe I want to do more of that or maybe I want to change my life a little bit and curb this appetite or that pleasure, whatever. We make these resolutions, and then within a relatively short amount of time, we get disappointed, we get discouraged, because we can't fulfill them. Some of us can, but most of us just can't do it. And if we're not careful, there's a kind of de- depression that goes on. I-, I-, I feel as though I can't do anymore, I can't do better, I'm the same lousy person I was in 2019. Nothing's changed in my life. I hear that a lot as a priest. People are trying very hard to maybe change their lives, to do something new, something better, something different. But see, all that emphasis is on ourselves. What it basically does is to reduce Christianity or any religion to ethics. Do good, get rewarded do bad, get punished. Now there's a function of ethics and rules and morality in religion, but we could never reduce religion to do good versus do evil. Now that's ethics, and there's a function of that in religion, as I said, but that's not religion as such. Now the essence, the substance of religion, is the worship of God. From caveman to the present, regardless of distinction, Worship of the gods, worship of the divine, the transcendent, the other. That's religion. See? So, in all these religions, naturally, there's always been the emphasis on man, on woman, to appease the gods. What do I have to do to sacrifice to the gods to make them happy, to win their favor, to win their approval, their blessing? The emphasis has always been on man, my sacrifice or our sacrifice. We have to do better. We have to do more. We have to find that perfect gift to give the gods, which is why in all these religions, they would always take the best that they considered. For farmers, the agrarian cultures, it was always the best animal or the first fruits of the harvest. For the Aztecs, it was the baby boy, born of the king, the newborn prince. Sacrificing the heart, the blood, the life of the tribe, of the nation. When our missionaries would go to Africa or to even to North America, the people they'd preach to would often sacrifice them because they were considered holy priests. We could offer them up to the gods. Those poor Jesuits. That's why I never became one. <laughs> Think about it. It's always been on the emphasis of man to do the work. It's all about us to prove ourselves before God. And that's in the spirit of resolutions. It's my work. I've got to do this. I've got to become a better person. I've got to. Okay, I understand that. I'm not knocking it. But again, it's not religion. We call that a self improvement program. Okay? So, in our religion, distinctively the Christian religion, what has been revealed is very different from all the other religions, even Judaism or Islam. In this religion, Christianity, something very different, something unique has taken place. That the sacrifice that is offered to the gods, to God, the worship of the divine religion, is no longer accomplished by man. No, it's accomplished by him, the God-man. That's different. You hear that statement, oh, all religions are the same. No, they're not. No, they're not, with all respect. This one's very different, uniquely different. The sacrifice that atones perfectly now for all mankind was accomplished not by man alone, but by the man who is God, Jesus Christ. Consubstantial with the Father, through him all things are made, light from light, true God from true God. We're about to say that, as we do every Sunday in our creed, oh, this is not just another man, another prophet, another guru, another philosopher, a poet, a nice guy, a moralist, no. No, this is not just a good man. This is not just a superman. This is God made man. And not a man who thought he was God. Not a man who morphed into a God like other religions. No, this is a God who in the fullness of time takes on flesh. Was resolved. The eternal resolution of God to save mankind. Because we couldn't save ourselves through these imperfect sacrifices of religion. So he did it for us. In the fullness of time. He becomes flesh, takes on the real blood and flesh of a woman, because God doesn't have that, so he had to get that from a woman, the Immaculate Virgin. Oh, she's essential to this equation of salvation. Without her, there is no real humanity. See, as I've said so often, if I were God and wanted to save mankind, I would have sent the tweet. Right? Send that email blast. I love you. Send. It's done. Efficient. Perfect. But as we said so many times, God doesn't have an iPhone. God doesn't have a cell phone. God doesn't use artifice. No, He has to enter it through the natural way and remain God and perfectly human. Hence, Her Immaculate Conception from the moment of her conception is essential. Oh, well, these are all logical frames of reference in our Catholic faith. This is not just make believe. No, it's intelligent. It's rational, It's scientific. Faith and reason is truly Catholic. So he does this through this woman. And now he needs a foster father who's gonna be, make him legitimate and then educate him as Jewish fathers would take him to temple Teach him how to pray. The Father did that in Orthodox Judaism. And still do today. So now Joseph is essential to the equation of his psychosexual emotional development in humanity. We're taking this stuff real. God keeps it real. No, he was in the womb. He was born. He grew up. And he died. Now, Mary and Joseph, as we said, are so key in this time of Christmas, these 12 days of Christmas that we celebrate, because without them, the boy in his humanity won't learn to do the will of God. Now let's look at their lives again, especially Our Lady, whom we honor today as Mother, not just of Jesus, but Mother of the God-Man, Jesus, Mother of God. And Mary is sitting there wondering what this message of the angel means. And what does she do? She contemplates. She listens. She's attentive. And in the end, she says, yes. (coughs) She says, yes. She says, thy will be done. Thy will be done not mine. I have no clue where this is taking me. I have absolutely no assurances what this means for Joseph and our family, but I will trust and do the will of God. She says yes. Her resolution is not to do what she wants to do. Her resolution that New Year's Day, if you will, in her life was to do the will of God. She simply said yes. And at the moment she says yes, notice what happens. The Holy Spirit enters her. Not before. God does not violate our free will. We've got to either say yes or no. We have that choice. But when we say yes, he will then do the work. That's why Mary is so important here. It's not Mary's work. It's the work of God through Mary. The work of God through Joseph, the work of God through you, and through me. No, the resolution is to do his work, but to allow him first to do the work. See, his sacrifice is his work, not ours. The Mass is not your sacrifice, it's his. The Mass is not my sacrifice, I'm just a man. But he does it through me as a priest to accomplish this for you, for all, so that sins may be forgiven, for all religions, for all times. The perfect act of sacrifice, the perfect religion. This is so difficult for us to say or even think in our culture to say, wait a minute, Christianity is different? Yeah, as a religion, it's different. Oh, we all buy into the ethics. Even Socrates and Aristotle and Plato, my God, we've had wonderful philosophers who teach us about ethics. And so many of our non-Christian friends put us to shame by their standards of life. They're so good. They're so holy. But that's not religion. Religion really is the worship of God and relying, as we do, upon the work of God. The work of God. His resolution to work through us. And we just have to say yes if you want God to make a difference. If you want to lead a better life, you let God do it for you. Take yourself off the cross. We've often said, someone else needs the wood, right? This is not meant to be a burden. Christianity, we believe, he's come to give us life and to give it to the full. It's meant to be enjoyed. Look redeemed, everyone. Smile. Happy New Year's. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day because the Lord has made it for us. Everything he's done for us. He created everything for us. He created you and me for himself. Not for ourselves, but for him. Everything that we do is for him. But what we do is to allow him to do it for us, through us, with us. And this takes us off the cross. It allows us to to enjoy life, truly to enjoy, to take joy in the gift of life. And Mary got that. That's why she was able to receive life the author of life in her womb. What a miracle. What a great gift the Blessed Virgin has given mankind by saying yes to God. And you can too. Each one of us in our own way. The thing is, we don't always know what to do. It's not easy to discern the will of God, but that's because we probably work at it too hard. Just relax. The Holy Spirit, God himself, will speak to you. As he did to Cardinal Newman, John Henry Cardinal Newman, who was an Anglican convert in the 19th century and now counted among the saints recently in our Catholic faith. And he writes about doing the will of God in this spirit of trust, in the spirit of Mary. He writes, God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me which he has not committed to anyone else. I have my mission. I may never know it in this life, but I shall be told about it in the next. I have a part in his great work. I am a link in a chain, a bond of connection between persons. He has not created me for naught. I shall do good. I shall do his work. I shall be an angel of peace, a preacher of truth in my own place. And while not intending it, if I do but keep his commandments and serve him in my calling. Therefore, I will trust him. Whatever, wherever I am, I can never be thrown away. If I am in sickness, my sickness may serve him. In perplexity, my perplexity may serve him. If I am in sorrow, let my sorrow serve him. My sickness or perplexity or sorrow may be necessary causes of some great end, which is quite beyond us but he does nothing in vain. He may prolong my life. He may shorten it. He knows what he's about. He may take away my friends. He may throw me among strangers. He may make me feel desolate at times, make my spirit sink, hide the future from me. Still, he knows what he is about. Imagine Our Lady or Joseph or you. He may hide the future from me. I don't know what tomorrow brings. All I know it's New Year's 2020, another day, another invitation to allow him to do the work of his salvation through Jesus by power of the Holy Spirit in his church upon you. May the blessings of Our Lady and all the saints be with you this day as we celebrate a new year, a new decade of service to the Lord and the resolution to allow his service to work through us. Every day here at St. Anne's, following the 12 noon mass, we pray the rosary. And today, as I mentioned earlier, you're invited to stay after mass if you wish to pray with Mary before the throne of God, this beautiful pious custom that is universally accepted by the church for many, many centuries. For never was it known That anyone who fled to her protection, implored her help, or sought her intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, our mother. To thee do we come, before thee we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, thy mercy hear and answer us. Amen. Our Lady is a very powerful instrument of God's grace. We are very blessed to have the Pieta number 41 out of 100 made in the world by the Vatican and we are the recipient of this 41st edition, a true authentic replica of Michelangelo's famous Pieta, Our Lady of Mercy. We invoke her, she's very powerful as a mother should be, as a Jewish mother should be, very powerful. She was Jewish, she had a Jewish son, she knew the, the needs of a child. She she knows your needs as well. We're also very happy to announce that Richard Rizzio, who is a very faithful preacher here at St. Anne's, has led the Rosary daily here for 50 years. Richard, are you with us and your family? If you stand and be recognized. Thank you. It's also your 87th birthday soon and we congratulate you with that. But Richard is an outstanding witness. He comes every day at 11 o'clock. He's the first one here and the last one to leave every day and very very devoted to Our Lady. Let that be an inspiration to all of us, perhaps. Her, her resolution is ours. Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I believe in God, the Father, the Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From whence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, for an increase of the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The first glorious mystery, the resurrection of our Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.,
2: but deliver us from.
1: Hail, Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. beginning is now, and shall be. O oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. The second glorious mystery, the ascension. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. O oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. The third glorious mystery, the descent of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. The fourth glorious mystery, the Assumption of Our Lady. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As was, and ever shall be. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. The fifth glorious mystery, the coronation of Our Lady. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
2: As we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
1: Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy towards us. And after this, show unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, Amen. May the divine assistance remain always with us, and may the souls of the faithful departed through the mercy of God rest in peace. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.